Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Happy holidays and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Merry Christmas, Julie. Merry Christmas, Devin. So great to see you tonight. So what a gift. Like, you know, people talk about getting the right gift for someone at Christmas time. You're the gift. Thank you this for spending. It. Thank oh. you for spending some time with me tonight. Oh, Julie, you're so welcome. <laughs> and I totally mean it. I totally mean it. I really do love the gift of presence and just being with people. That's what it's all about. Thanks for spending time. Of course. And thanks to everybody listening for spending time with us as well. Um, we had a little end of year recap with Nate Metz, who I guess we could call our, our producer if we want to get fancy. Um, and he just kind of gave us a breakdown of numbers. So we just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. And we hope that you guys continue to spread the good news as well. Devin, I know that you agree with me. The, the numbers are great. Uh, we had close to 2000 downloads over the past couple months. And that's fantastic. But I think there are so many immeasurable things out there, people who maybe have felt encouraged or they're uh, well, what am I trying to say? Maybe those ripple effects that we talk about, yeah. you know, we have no way of knowing those or measuring those. And I know they're out there and that's the beauty of it. Throwing the good news out there and letting it take root and not knowing where it's going, but being okay with that and being excited Absolutely. about that. So yeah. it's just been a gift for us. Couldn't agree more. So with Christmas upon us, Julie. It is upon us. What is the reason for the season? Well, you know, it all comes back to Jesus, right? <laughs> It just sure does. Is. You know, there's a lot of history there. We could get into a, a a deep dive as to whether or not this is truly the time of Jesus's birth. And I think we've grown up with a Sunday school version of what happened mm -hmm. that night. And we sometimes forget that that night was full of guts and glory, so to speak. You know, that <laughs> Mary was someone who was feeling this incredible pain, I'm sure, from giving birth. And here we have Jesus, the, the King of Kings, born uh, in less than perfect circumstances, and he was bloody and gooey and messy <laughs> and everything. And, you know, we've really sanitized that story. But nonetheless, it is that time of the year uh, to celebrate the good news. And, and Advent means coming, right? We celebrate the coming of the good news, and that good news is Jesus. And it's just the best time of the year. It is followed close secondly to March Madness. But uh, we don't need to get into that. I had a feel. Now, I will <laughs> say this timeout real quick. I know that on Saturday, the Buckeyes blew a lead to North Carolina. They're playing in Madison Square Garden. And, and UK was there. UK was there, but we don't need to talk about that game, Julie. Yeah, that was not a good day for UK basketball. No, but we will continue on. Um, Julie, this is not what this podcast is about. Oh, that's right. Let's we get don't... back to Jesus. Let's get back to Jesus. That's right. Have you, like, what have you and Katie done, Devin, to celebrate this time of year? I know, I mean, besides, like, putting up the tree and doing the outside decorations and things like that, have you guys done anything special? Well, you know that that's all been done since November 1. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I think, like we talked about earlier, I think this time of year is just, what it's really about is spending time with family, friends, loved ones, and enjoying that. That's what's most special to us, at least. 
I, and I don't know about you. Just yesterday I watched, um, I love to watch Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I watched a really old version of A Christmas Carol. I think it was made in like 1940-ish or something like that. I love old movies. But have you ever seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life? I have not. Devin, come on. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I imagine most people your age have not seen it. Most people my age have seen it. But do you know what that story is really about? I need to put that on my to-do list then. Wait a minute. Wait, before we go any further, can we give a quick shout out to Lauren Russell? Our dear friend Lauren, who has never seen the quintessential Christmas movie, Christmas Vacation. What's what's going on with that? Hopefully she's been able to atone for that sin <laughs> Yeah. by now. It's um, bad. It's real bad. Really, yeah, how can you not? You okay. know, Jesus forgives, but... I know. Whew, that's a tough one. But It's a Wonderful Life is like an all-time classic. And it's really centered on this idea where this man becomes very despondent and very sad. He wants to end it all because he feels like his life just hasn't really played out the way that he wanted it to. Hmm. And so God sends an angel down to show him what his, not his life, but what his family's lives and what his friends lives would have looked like had he never been born wow that's interesting it really is because what you see is the impact that one person has on the life of so many others Mm, and it's really it is it's beautiful to watch it play out but i think there's a definite truth in there Devin. like had you never been born how would other individuals lives been impacted and it just goes to show that we are intertwined that that our lives are meant to be relational. Yes. And think about this. God could have sent Jesus down in any kind of package that he wanted to. But instead, he had him born into a family. It just goes to show that relationships, the power of relationships, that what it's meant to be in our lives is just so spectacular. So Devin, this morning, along that same vein as It's a Wonderful Life, and the same vein as George Bailey, the main character in that story, never having been born. What did I ask you to consider this morning? In early this morning, I opened up my phone to an inbox, my email account from Julie, that said, how different would your life be and the world be if Jesus had never been born? What if there was no thrill of hope, no rejoicing? Like, would Christmas even be Christmas? Would we even be celebrating how different my friends if you're listening to this how different would your world be if Jesus had never been born Hmm. so I told Devin I want to flip it a little bit we all kind of know the story of of Jesus's birth let's look at it from a slightly different perspective but first let's talk about how here Jesus is Jesus king of kings lord of lords And let's think about how Jesus is really the most unlikely candidate to have such an incredible impact on the world. I mean, Devin, let's take a look at his qualifications. Okay. Which are are what? Was he a political figure? Nope. Okay. Did he have military connections? Nope. Okay. Did he have connections with the king of the area, King Herod? Oh, yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay. (laughs) Um, Surely, surely... The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, would have graduated from the best seminary or the the finest religious institution. One would think, but he did not. Do you think he could dunk a basketball? Jesus got hops. I know that. You think so? Yeah, he's got some bunnies. He can get up. <laughs> 
So he was lacking in so many ways, but we think he was a baller. He could who? Okay. All right. So someone looking in from the outside, just hearing this story for the first time, might really ask the question, how important is this kid? Just how important could he really be? Because he seems to have no credentials whatsoever other than a baller. <laughs> a bonafide baller. I want to invite our listeners to kind of imagine with us some of the things that would not be a part of our history, the world's history, if Jesus would have never been born. Let's take a look at some of that stuff, Devin. You want to? Let's do it. So there'd be no church. And by church, I mean no church universal. Um, By church, I mean no body of believers. I'm not talking necessarily about a building church, but there would be no body of believers. No spreading of the good news. None. Why would there be? There's no good news to be had. Mm -hmm. Jesus was not born, so there's no good news. And do you remember one of the first things that Jesus did, Devin, when when he first started his ministry. Gathered people. Yeah. I think one of the first ones that he gathered was, of course, Peter. When he saw him trying to pull in the nets of fish, you know, yeah. Peter was on a boat and he was really upset. If there's no Jesus, there's no church, there's no body of believers, there's no good news. So there's no reason to, to take this fisherman aside and say, hey, I've got a new plan for you. Mm-hmm. So no Jesus, no Peter. No ripple effect. None. Because if there's one thing we've learned about Peter is he was a man of great excitement and a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion. And he was just telling everyone about Jesus. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, Peter, you're my rock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to build my church on you. Hmm. But no Jesus, no Peter, no rock, no church being built on the rock. Can you imagine you guys a world without a body of believers? Don't want it. Seems unfathomable. Mm-hmm. What about Paul? What do we know about Paul? My guy Paul, he was a bad dude. He was a murderer. He was up to no good. So without Jesus, there would be no conversion yeah. from Saul to Paul. You know what's weird about that, Devin, is he was a murderer. He was a murderer of Christians who believed in this Jesus fellow. So I guess Saul wouldn't have really even been a murderer, maybe. Oh, that's that true. Would, maybe that would have <laughs> been a good thing. But still, he would he have seen the light? Of oh, Jesus. man. I know, right? life have been as altered as it was? I don't think so. I think he'd just been sitting around making tents. We dedicated one whole episode to Philippians 4.13. You remember that? Yeah, in Philippians 4.13, how we all, meaning uh, definitely me, but I know you as well thought this at one point, that, you know, it was a scripture about physical attributes and the strength that, you know, Jesus can give you in a sporting event or some kind of physical activity when in reality it's all about being content with Jesus's love no matter the circumstance how good or how bad it is you were really paying attention during that that I took notes I took notes well done yeah so like Philippians 413 doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you know Tim Tebow has nothing to put on his eye black is that what you call that eye black yeah Uh uh-huh Devin, one of my favorites, and I can't think of what it is right now. I want to say in Galatians, where Paul says there's neither Jew nor Greek, nor male nor female, nor slave nor free. You know, Paul's talking about this equality that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. There's no great quote like that. But we could go on and on and on about how this world would be different. 
Devin, one of my favorite saints, St. Francis of Assisi. There's no saint. Why would there be? Because there's no Jesus to have faith in. There's no Mother Teresa if there's no Jesus. Hmm. And think about the good that she did. There's no Martin Luther King. There's no Billy Graham. For my sister and and my brother-in-law, there's no Notre Dame football because (laughs) there's no Notre Dame. There's no... There's no for God and country. That's right. Christian church history totally vanishes. 2,000 years of this Jesus legacy, totally gone Mm. if Jesus is never born. But I'm telling you, here's what made Jesus different, Devin. And it's something that we talk about all the time. When we talk about the great commandment or the great commandments, if you will, when Jesus was asked quite simply, what is the most important law, if you will, of all the laws? And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Julie? Yeah, that's it. One of the first times we ever got together, Devin, and you and I had Bible study, we talked about that vertical love that we have for Jesus. And then we talked about the horizontal love, Mm -hmm. right? The love that goes out to other individuals. This is a Jesus thing. Yeah. There's no other God that's interested in that. Zeus isn't interested in that. Dionysius or Artemis or Apollos or any, they don't care about love of neighbor. This is what sets Jesus apart. So the world in which Jesus lived in, Devin, was was very tribal. And people were highly segregated. It sounds, I mean, that's kind of how we live today, isn't it? I know. What's the difference? I don't know if there is one. Sad. Maybe that's why Jesus said this is so important. But like people were divided, yes, by ethnic groups. That's kind of what we do today, right? Mm -hmm. People were divided into religious groups. Yep. Let me make a quick detour here. Let me tell you something that's sad. That when we take a look at the Protestant church, not the Catholic, but the Protestant church, that within that one religious group, there are thousands of divisions in that religious group. How pitiful is that? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's all this I'm right and you're wrong kind of Uh thinking, Uh which drives me absolutely crazy. And I think it does Jesus as well. And I think it did 2,000 years ago. My gosh, we haven't learned anything in 2,000 years. Like Jesus saw how racist didn't mingle, how the rich didn't associate with the poor, the educated never associated with the uneducated. Women came second to men. Yeah. Say that again. Snap, snap, snaps misogyny is alive and well, by the way, in the 21st century. Mm. This idea that men are, and this is not a male bashing kind of thing, by the way. Love my men. Love love them. Got a big love for men, okay? (laughs) Yeah, trying to view women as second-class citizens. Jesus never did that, but for some reason, 2,000 years later, some religious individuals are still trying to do that. Jesus was not fond of boundaries, In other words, I think Jesus came to break boundaries. Amen. And so because of Jesus, there started this movement of inclusion, regardless of nationality or ethnicity or status or wealth or gender or educational background, or should I even say, Devin, sexuality. There has been a change in 2000 years because there are people like you. I appreciate you saying that. but And I say that because... 2,000 years ago, if there wasn't Jesus, well, Julie, you wouldn't be here. And yeah. if you, you wouldn't include somebody like me who wants to get into the church and know Jesus better. Or this idea of this Jesus guy. So we have come, we have come a long way, thanks to Jesus, for showing us the way. Yeah, for showing us that um, really we're all the same. Do you, 
Do you remember, Devin, a couple years ago, there was a very powerful commercial that was on, and it was a giant x-ray machine. Did you ever see this yeah, commercial? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. and they showed people would go kind of like... Hug or kiss. Behind it or something. Yeah. And all you saw were two skeletons, right? Mm-hmm. That the essence of all of us is the same. Mm-hmm. Those people from different races, same gender, different socio backgrounds, whatever it is, economic backgrounds, but they would come out the other side holding hands and everybody would cheer because what they saw is what everybody should see. And that's just two humans loving each other. It, that was a fantastic commercial and, and showing us how, how visible I think boundaries are and how segregated we really view ourselves. And segregation was not in Jesus's uh, manifesto. It wasn't a part of his game plan. It certainly was not a part of the kingdom. But without Jesus, do we have any of that equality? Do we have any of that unconditional love? The answer is no. I don't think so either, Devin. So I think, Devin, we could go on and on and talk about how Jesus's absence, if he would have never been born, how that would have changed the course of history. We could talk about that probably for hours you know, we wouldn't even be taking time right now. You know, the idea, the concept of of uh, the calendar, right, or how years would be marked was based on Jesus's life and death. But let's let's take this a step further and let's make this a little more personal for you and I. Hmm. If Jesus would have never been born, what difference does that make? And because he was born, I think what when we get done sharing this, it's, it's going to show why we want to spread the good news, why there yeah. is reason to celebrate Christmas. But what about you, Devin? Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think first and foremost, probably the same answer for everybody, but there'd be no hope. Yeah. When I hit rock bottom, and when I will hit rock bottom, because who's to say I won't ever again? Like, that's a, it's part of the journey. Yeah, it's... When you're laying there at rock bottom with no Jesus, there's no helping hand up. There's no growth. There's no comfort. There's no reinsurance that you are who you are and he made you who you're supposed to be. I know I want to be happy. Mm. I want to be full. I want to be whole. I want to be content. I would just be a lot of me and a lot of ego and that's not okay. We don't need that. I think there would just be a lot of miserable human beings and I would be one of them without Jesus. I think a lot of us would settle for those things that don't really satisfy us. 100%. I think we would be lost in um, looking for unconditional love in the unholiest of ways. Mm -hmm. Knowing that a need existed and coming up thirsty and hungry all the time. I think hope is a big word. And I I like that you you mentioned hope. You know, we're coming up. Uh, in a couple months, our family is coming up on three years ago, our mother getting, you know, a diagnosis of cancer, yeah. you know, that she was not going to escape. And she didn't escape. She didn't escape cancer, but she got a beautiful entry into heaven. Hmm. Um, and I don't say that lightly. I truly believe it. Yeah. I believe my mom is whole and happy and uh, enjoying every minute of her new life right now. And I can say that with a lot of joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget getting a phone call from my sister Jody. She went with her down to the hospital. Mom was just sick. At first we thought maybe it was a gallbladder issue or something, but they immediately discovered that it was pancreatic cancer. And uh, it was amazing, Devin, because uh, Jody calls me with this horrible news. And she goes, Julie, mom's fine. Mm. She said she, she had already witnessed to the nurses that were there at the hospital and she said, listen, um, 
I win either way. <laughs> if I get better, I have more time here on earth with the people I love. But if not, I get to go see Jesus. Wow. And that's like a hope that I can't give her. Mm. You know, that's a hope that only comes from him. And a comfort. Yeah. Without that hope, how much more difficult would my mom's journey have been? Right. And then to reach the end with no hope of anything afterwards. And it's not a false hope, Devin. It's something that we truly, truly believe. I appreciate your kind words to me and how you encourage me. And, and you know, I got your back. For sure. Oh, yeah. I've got your back. But... I don't have the ability to like give you the ultimate hope. Mm. The only thing that I can do is be a messenger of the hope. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Christmas is all about. And that's why we're doing this podcast is if people put all their faith in me or if people put all their faith in you, we're going to let them down at some point in time. Definitely. Yeah. But the hope is found in a person and that person is Jesus. It's only him. So yeah. So hope is a, is a good thing. And the only other thing I'm going to mention is this. I, Growing up as a twin, I know Jody and I have shared this with you before. I always felt like my life was built on comparisons. Hmm. Which one's prettier? Which one's smarter? Which one's funnier? Which one is this? Which one is that? And I felt like sometimes growing up, it was a competition. Nothing that Jody had instigated, but it was always like, will people find something redeeming enough in me right. that they would want to know me? Mm -hmm. instead of her and I always looked at instead of instead of both right but that's just immaturity and there's always been a part of me Devin that's felt a little bit like an outsider mm -hmm. like I just didn't quite belong somewhere but the one thing that Jesus offers me that I've never gotten anywhere else is unconditional love and I remember about 10 years ago I was preaching and um, I looked at the back of the auditorium and it really hit me like a ton of bricks. And I know I've shared this with you before, Dev, but I really feel like if Jesus would have walked in the back door with his posse of disciples, he would have looked at me and said, come on, I want, I want you to be a part of this thing. Yeah. And my first response would have been, me? Really? Me? Me? And he would have been like, yeah, you. Come on. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but for me, it's huge. Hmm. Knowing that Jesus isn't interested in comparisons. Yeah. He's not interested in like how much knowledge I have, or he's not even interested, Devin, if I have the right beliefs. He knows everything about you and still wants. And you. still wants me. Yep. And I don't want this part to sound incredibly selfish. That's not what I'm saying. But this feeling that I have of complete and utter acceptance and warmth and gratitude for Jesus is the feeling that I want for everybody else. Mm -hmm. That if Jesus were to walk through the door, he'd say, Dev, I want you, come on, come yeah. be a part of this thing I'm doing. I love you. Come on. Mm -hmm. And him to say it to Katie and your mom and your dad and aunt Mary and uncle Bill <laughs> and on and on and on. I want that for everyone. Yeah. That's a gift. That's the gift of Christmas. That's the gift of hope. It's the gift of unconditional love. I can't think of anything better. Me neither. And to think of my life devoid of any of that. Oof. It's frightening. It is very scary. Because I've been in a spot where yeah. I didn't feel that way. 
Like I knew he was there, but I didn't know he was there. <laughs> I didn't allow him in. And mm. boy, when you say it's a gift, it is life changing. And so I think our encouragement for everyone, you know, heading into 2023 is to do what you just said, you know, kind of open yourself up to receive this gift, to hear the good news and to not just hear it with your ears, but to feel, to let it kind of permeate your heart, yeah. to let it soak in. Because my friends, who doesn't want hope and who doesn't want unconditional love and who doesn't want peace? So with that said, the birth of Jesus makes all the difference in the world. Devin, do you remember that scene in Christmas Vacation? <laughs> Which one? There's so many good ones. So many. So many. But do you remember at the end, I think when Clark gets, he opens an envelope that comes to him and he's thinking it's the bonus. Yes, But I of think, course. is it for the Jelly of the Month Club? It sure is. And do you, do you, <laughs> do you remember what Cousin uh, Eddie Cousin Eddie says? No, what was it? He says, Clark, that there's the gift. <laughs> that keeps on giving. The whole year. <laughs> Thanks, Cousin Eddie. Jesus is like that jelly of the month. He is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jesus knows. And Jesus knows why the carpet's wet, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, Jesus is better. So much better than the jelly of the month club. So everybody's homework if you have not watched it already, to go watch Christmas Vacation. Or It's a Wonderful Life. Or It's a Wonderful Life. I need to do that. And if you're not watching either of those movies, Julie, as always, is posting amazing stuff on our Facebook page. So if you're feeling a little lonely or you need to pick me up, check us out at the Jesus That's Good News Facebook page. Yeah, and I, I want to make one more commercial for something, Devin. A couple, like a week or so ago, I posted a clip that referenced the scripture that we did a podcast on about do you yeah. want to get well? And it's it's from a mini series called The Chosen. And my friends, I am telling you. Phenomenal. It, yeah. It's fantastic. Devin shared with me, actually, you shared with me a couple weeks ago, I think it was a TikTok uh, clip from that series of The Woman at the Well. It's so good. It is so good. Yes, it is, you guys. And it truly depicts that comfort, that warmth, that wholeness that Julie and I just talked about for the past 40 minutes. Yeah, that's like a... feel it. Yes, yes. You can see it. It is. And I, I remember, I think I texted you back. Now that's a Jesus I can fall in love with. Absolutely. Yeah, we cannot recommend that series highly enough. And friends, it's free. Uh, one of the things they've done with that series is they're offering it free of charge. It, you can find it on YouTube. If you have a Roku, I think there's you know an app you can download or something. But it is so good. So if you're looking for something a little inspirational to watch, I cannot recommend The Chosen highly enough. You will not be disappointed. Couldn't agree more. So we wish you guys all a happy holiday season. Be safe if you're traveling. Enjoy time spent with loved ones. Do something nice for somebody. Just remember the reason for the season. And we wish you all a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Merry Christmas, everyone. And thanks for being on this journey with us. We love you. We love you guys. So on behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends.